Hey everybody, it's LPJ. I hope you've been enjoying our show and the other podcasts on GameZilla Media. We invite you to check us out on patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. You can support us at either the $1 or Sphinx, the $5 tier as well. If you become a patron, Hovercraft Joe, at the $5 tier, you get a ton of additional content, including our special episode, The post credit Scene. It's our monthly Patreon show. It's great. We talk about, you know, stuff. It is great. Mm-hmm. But, you know, thanks for your support, guys. And uh, hasta la vista, baby. GameZillaMedia.com It's time for the last action podcast! Pop quiz, hot shot! Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need the need for speed. Beats. You can kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome, everybody, to the Last Action Podcast. You know what it is today? You know what it is? This it, episode's already going this way. <laughs> it's late. It's real late. It's been um, a long day of recording. You're, you're not wrong. I, I will agree it is late at this point, and I will agree with Sphinx that this episode is already <laughs> off to a weird start. Oh, baby. It's real weird. I ate a bunch of trail mix. I am hydrated. Yeah, I you, just peed. We're great. Farting in there, too? I did. Yeah, I heard it. Yeah, so things are off to a weird start, but that's what you get from us here at the Last Action that's Podcast what you get on a on, at the, on the third show. Listen, always bet on black. <laughs> I'm gonna say that about twenty times tonight. All right, that's fair. We are talking about Passenger Fifty Fucking Seven. <laughs> Passenger Fifty Seven. I don't remember the fucking part in with, that title. with probably the most underrated action star, other than John Claude Van Damme, and fan of the show, and fan of the show. <laughs> Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes, yeah. yes. He. Well, Wesley Snipes does like our podcast on Instagram, so for all those that haven't yet... I think we're slightly exaggerating that. He well, liked one picture. Well, to, to be fair... Hey, to he be, liked it. He to, didn't have to. He did. To be fair, he liked the Blade episode, which Sphinx wasn't on, so he might be not sold on Sphinx yet. But. Mm, fair enough. <laughs> this is also assuming he listened to our episode. <laughs> he, he, definitely, just, he definitely did not listen to it. But I mean, like, are you... We were very complimentary. Our, our, we were super complimentary. Like, like, what is Wesley Snipes doing that he's looking himself up on Instagram? <laughs> I don't know, but that's fair. <laughs> I'm just wondering, like, what, what happened there? But you know what? I, I can't judge. It's, you know, it's Wesley Snipes, and he's awesome in this movie. Yeah, I love Wesley I'm Snipes. I'm going to go with awesome. That's going to be my word for that. Passenger 50 fucking 7! Yeah, so if you guys yeah. couldn't tell, this was an LPJ pick. <laughs> uh, if you weren't sure about that, you know, when we don't have a guest, we kind of take turns picking the movie amongst ourselves, and this was an LPJ pick. Uh-huh. Um, so this movie came out uh, November 6, 1992. Uh, it had a budget of $15 million. <laughs> Which is not a lot. And uh, it it just had a domestic, it did like a domestic slash, it didn't have a separate gross, so it grossed $44 million. Yeah, which isn't bad. Not bad. Uh, it had a Rotten Tomatoes of 24%. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> and an audience score of 37%. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so, this might be one of our lowest rated movies ever. Probably. Um, <laughs> the, the top grossing movies of 1992 were Aladdin. Okay. Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, and Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this movie came in 36 on the year. And it's the first movie we've done in look 1992. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Look at yeah. that. Yeah. I should have did an opening. Yeah. <laughs> it would, they would have all ended with, Always oh, been all black. <laughs> it's the fir- I feel like this is the first time in a while we've done a movie where we haven't touched the year. Can at we all, get so. Always Bet on Black? Can we get Deadlight to, to add that to our, our intro? I music? can just add it. I, I want it done. Yeah, I really. <laughs> I think like, uh, we we probably, the drop. I mean that is like his most famous line, right? Yeah. Of any movie. We should probably have that drop that we can just hit. Uh, yes. I think so. Although I'm a little <laughs> worried. I mean, honestly, now looking at LBJ, I feel like he would hit that button too much if he had it. <laughs> no, I think it's I think it's totally okay. I'm gonna give LPJ the nod on that one. Right, let me see what I can do. I'll, I'll see if I can clip it and, and throw it on there. Oh boy. Okay. Um so uh let's uh talk about the cast of this movie. Uh as you mentioned. Uh, Wesley Snipes obviously playing John Cutter. John Cutter. Cutter. 
Um, I have. Uh, I don't really have a lot of people written down for this. I have Bruce. No, I have Bruce. Even online, there's like nobody listed in this movie. I have Bruce Payne written down as Charles Rain. Yep. Uh, I have Tom Sizemore as Sly Delvecchio. Mm-hmm. I should have wrote down Bruce Greenwood. You should have wrote down Bruce Greenwood. He's uh, he's Pike. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Pike oh, from Star, Star oh, Trek. Oh right. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what his character's name is. This and that's really all I have. Stuart Ramsey. And I like Bruce Greenwood a lot. I feel yeah. like, I feel like and, and Elizabeth Hurley. Oh yeah, Elizabeth Hurley. I had, as a kid, I had a crush on Elizabeth Hurley when she was in the first Austin Powers. Yeah. Like, yeah. As oh, an adult, yeah. I have a crush on Elizabeth Hurley. Uh, <laughs> have you heard about like her Instagram account and how no. she's like always posting these like bikini pics and she's like fifty five years old now? Mm. Like it's kind of like like the the UK's like J Lo. Huh. Like just being an older woman, but like still has like a perfect bod and people like go crazy over it type of deal. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so she's still a big deal. <laughs> Bruce Greenwood, great. His character in this movie, unnecessary? Question mark. Mm. <laughs> that entire plot is unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. Why do we care about how the airline reacts to this scenario? And but, how, are, how are we talking about an unnecessary plot in a movie that doesn't crack ninety minutes? <laughs> no, this movie this is, is definitely short. the shortest movie this we've movie, ever done. Too. This movie is an hour and twenty four minutes with credits, and it has about a minute and a half credits at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this movie's this movie's a cool one fifteen. <laughs> yeah, this is. movie is barely longer than Batman: Mask of the Phantasm, which is an animated movie. Yep. Uh, uh, I bet you're right. I bet you uh, Mask of the Phantasm and the GI Joe movie are probably shorter than this. You know what? Just I heard barely, when though. they show this on TV, they have to add extra commercials. <laughs> <laughs> is it just Wesley Snipes saying, "Oh, it's but I'm black." Oh, you know what? And, <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's a lot of licorice commercials. Uh, before, <laughs> before we get into the net worse, uh, I want to. Sorry. Before we get into net worse, I want to circle back because we didn't talk about our kind of first memories of this movie. Yeah. So, so uh, Sphinx, do you want to go first? Do what do you have about this movie? <laughs> so I'm going to tie this to something else I asked LPGA to do. Okay. All right. I, I have always been aware of the movie title Passenger 57. Uh huh. And I just couldn't figure out why. Like, I didn't know it was a Wesley Snipes movie until I looked it up or anything like that. Until I mentioned it just now? Like, for the podcast? Uh, yeah, I didn't know it was a Snipes movie. Okay. But <laughs> the person that does, does the music for this movie is Stanley Clark. Uh-huh. And, and I'm a huge jazz guy. Like I just always had a love for jazz, but Stanley Clark has not been my kind of jazz that I like because he's very like Kenny G, very funk smooth jazz. elevator, yeah, smooth jazz. But he's a fantastic bass player, and so the reason why I know this movie is because the soundtrack <laughs> is one of the most successful jazz albums from like the last thirty years. Oh, weird! And I've actually seen Stanley Clark perform live twice. Jeez. because he's come to the Detroit Jazz Festival. Okay, uh, as a guest, and as I think it was two years ago, he was the the headliner. So he, that means that he plays each night. Yeah, and <laughs> he played the song Lisa. Uh, and the crowd went nuts <laughs> when he started to play it. Like that audience, like I had no idea because again, I don't, I don't listen to him. Like he actually did play with Miles Davis early on in his career, but like he became his own thing. And apparently, like this is his song, and people just know it like immediately. <laughs> so it's such a weird way for me to know this movie. <laughs> Is through the soundtrack, and I, we're gonna play. We're gonna play some of this song because, like we kind of mentioned, it is. It doesn't fit this movie whatsoever. Whenever it plays, and you get that jazzy mu- music throughout the film, it just makes me. It just made me laugh watching it. All right. Yeah. Oh. That was not part of the song. That's Sphinx. Being a weirdo. Sweet caramel. Slapping the bass. That's what he's famous for, slapping that bass. It's just... 
I, I just, I, it's all I thought was was the, that that crowd at the Detroit Jazz Festival that the song starts playing and they just go nuts. I'm like, are people going to start taking their clothes off and throw their bras at them? Like it was that kind of atmosphere. All right, yeah. So that's that's my experience with Passenger Fifty Seven and the fact that I just watched it yesterday. Um, I'll go. Uh, I would like to say first of all that I I didn't realize uh, that until like I didn't make the connection that like it's called Passenger Fifty Seven because when she's counting all the passengers uh-huh. in the plane, mm-hmm. he's the fifty. So okay, um, and I, doesn't say the name Fifty Seven. Right? Did you notice when she's counting? Yep. she skips it and then says Fifty Eight. Yeah. Um, I have a, a a vague memory of watching this movie at LPJ's house, his parents' house. Watching it in the living room, um, I, I'm assuming it was a rental. Uh, I don't have a lot of strong memories. I think this is the first time I watched it since that initial viewing. I of course remember the famous "Always Bet on Black," mm-hmm. which we'll get to it. But it kind of is just it doesn't like the context <laughs> of it being no. in this is so weird. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, that's I, I saw it that time, and then I saw it again a couple nights ago. Yeah, this is this is definitely a movie I've I rented, and I'm fairly certain it was, it, it was either it was either in the, I, it was probably in, in the basement though. Mm, I I honestly I I know what you're saying. We yeah. watched most, but I have a very clear for some reason of watching this in the living room of your okay. parents' house. Hey, we might have we might have <laughs> watched in the living room. Does your mom have a thing for Wesley Snipes? No, it would have just been him and I. Yeah, oh, it was okay. just yeah. Yeah, I thought maybe you were watching it with your folks. <clears throat> no, and then I've seen it subsequent times, like on HBO. We'd, we'd be at like Justin's house, and it'd be on TV or something. Okay, and um, and and then every once in a while, I'll I'll see it randomly, like on, and I'll watch parts of it. Um, I enjoy this movie quite a bit. Uh, and uh, the first, <laughs> this is the first time I've sat and watched it all the way through in quite a while. You're like, ooh, do I have an hour and twenty <laughs> minutes to spare to watch this? I know. I got to tell you, I was delighted. This is the uh, and this recording session. This is the last movie I watched, and I was like, "Oh man, I was getting ready to settle in." And then I went to rent it on Amazon. I'm like, an hour and twenty four minutes. I'm like, sweet. I, I tried to get I tried to get chops to be on this episode. He's like, I haven't seen the movie. I'm like, listen, man, we're recording this episode in about three hours. You could watch it twice by then. Yeah, it wouldn't be the first time you watched the movie before coming over to I record know. it. I started this movie at 11 p.m. on a work night, and I was like, I'm still okay. It's like a little bit after midnight. I can do this. Yep. Um, okay. So circling back to, you want to go through the net worths? There's only a couple of them. Yeah. Well, I'll get there. Hold on. <laughs> you are okay. uh, great at these buttons. You somehow late. You somehow over the course of like 90 plus episodes, <laughs> you've gotten worse at hitting the the buttons. I don't know how. Used to be real on point. Anyways, uh, I couldn't find a net worth for Bruce Payne. It wasn't on the site. I always checked. There were some unconfirmed, <laughs> like the dumb ones where they're like, he has between one to ten million dollars. So skip Bruce Payne. What do you think for Tom Sizemore? Not my five hundred thousand. Yeah. I was gonna say. I think we found out he's got issues. I I'll say a million. Three million. Okay. What do you think for Elizabeth Hurley? She's probably doing pretty good. I'm gonna say fifteen though. I'll say thirty. Fifty million dollars for Elizabeth Hurley, and she's not even in movies. It's got to be her modeling, right? Well, yeah. no, she might be in movies in the UK. She probably has like yeah. fashion line yeah, or deals or something yeah, like I think that. She's got a lot deals. of other stuff going on. Uh, and then finally, uh, Wesley Snipes. I think he was doing okay. Twenty million. Ten million. Ten million. Oh. Way to go, Sphinx. Wesley Snipes, Snooper, Super, Super, <laughs> no, Snooper fan, wow. Snooper fan, Snipes, always bet on black. <laughs> uh, You're not helping your case. Yeah, that wasn't trying to nope. be. No, but it came out that way. Uh, director of this film, Kevin Hooks, who I didn't really know much about. I mean, he, he had a lot of things on his IMDb, like 93 different things, a lot of TV shows from me he scrolling does. through it. He's basically directed. Like a TV movie. So. Well, he, like, he's gone on to direct at least one or two episodes of pretty much every show that we watch. Yeah. Like he's directed uh, Walking Dead. He's directed um, uh, Lost. He's directed all kinds of different shows, like from the 80s all the way up to now. Yeah, it was a lot of TV shows. The only other movie that I really saw in there was the uh, Kurt Russell film Black Dog, which I think also starred Meatloaf and was like a truck like a truck driver. It was, movie. yeah. Uh, so, you know, maybe like season uh, 20 of this show will cover Black Dog. He did a bunch of prison break. Prison break, yeah. 
Uh, Robert Hooks, who plays Dwight Henderson in the film, has a special connection. Uh, what is it? It's his dad. Yep. He cast his dad in the film. He directed an episode of The Punisher. Yeah. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. Um, Writers David Lokery and Dan Gordon. I don't really have anything about them. Nope. But they did it. And we talked about the composer Stanley Clark already with Sphinx's touching story. We sure about did. Lisa. It's oh, beautiful. David Lowry, the writer, uh, LPJ, mm-hmm. was the writer for Star Trek V, The Final Frontier. Was he really? Yeah. Oh, that sounds about right. And The Three Musketeers that we were mentioning on there. Whoa! We got to call this guy up and get him on the show now. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I, it's, so, <laughs> it's so funny. I always forget that you two are such Star, star Trek nerds. Uh-huh. Like, it's like, I am a super nerd about a lot of things, but I've never, like, I don't have any disdain for Star Trek, but it's just something I'm not familiar with. So it's always funny to me when you guys are like, Star Trek bros. <laughs> I was, I think I was into Star Trek f- before I was into Star Wars. <laughs> that's, I, I don't know. Not. That's, that's not true. No, that's not true. Dan Gordon did Wyatt Earp and um, Rambo Last Blood. Oh, okay. So there you go. All right. That, that's it for the two writers. <laughs> and we talked about the composer, so I guess we're ready to kind of go through this plot. Uh, no, I have our tagline. Oh, shoot, oh, tagline. And you notice how I said tagline? Because <laughs> there's one. Is it always been on black? <sighs> it should have been. He's an ex-cop with a bad mouth, a bad attitude, and a bad seat. For the terrorists on flight 163, <laughs> this is so long. he's very bad news. Are this you is, done? I don't know. I, you had now. to take a breath halfway through it. Well, it's got a dot, dot, dot. This is Which, so... Why well, would a tagline have a dot, dot, dot in the middle of it? But it did. And I also, did. Oh, first of all, two things. One, way too long for a tagline. Two, misleading. This movie He's is, not an ex-cop, is he? I don't yeah, remember he that. They don't establish that he's an ex-cop no, at all. They do not establish they that. They do not establish they that. It would make sense. They don't specify he's an ex-cop. They specify that... No, they do specify he's an ex-cop. When? No, they said he was ex-security for the airline, that the airline was trying to bring him back to that job. Yeah. There was nothing there that says he's an ex-cop. Yeah, I, I had to go with Sphinx on this because I think I saw somewhere in a write-up that said he was an ex-cop, and I'm like, they don't establish that at all. No. All right, fair enough. Oh, you know what? Here it says he's a retired U.S. Uh, United States Secret Service agent. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> and a police officer. Okay. Which, which would make sense why that FBI guy maybe knew him, because I wrote that in my notes. I'm like, why does the FBI agent act like he knows him so well? Did you catch that when they were at the airport in Louisiana? Yeah, he's, he's like he knows them by reputation. Yeah, because then he's like, if anything happens to him, I'm gonna kick your ass, or he says something dumb like that. It's like, why do you care so much about Cutter? Like, how do you know this guy? You work for the FBI. He works for an airline. Maybe there was an entire plot that was cut. I don't know. Well, and probably it, because there's only 82 <laughs> minutes that we got to see. This, this tag, that tagline is too long. Also, I'll contend that it's misleading because this movie, I would say it's a short movie. I would say not that much of it takes place on the airplane. Not there's, much of it, no. <laughs> no! There is so much of this movie that is not on the airplane. It is crazy for a movie called Passenger 57. Yeah. I assume the entire movie was going to be on an airplane. I would say maybe 30 minutes. There yeah. is, there's that, start, there's yeah. a large, long chunk at the beginning, not on a plane. He's on the plane for a bit. Another super long stretch where he's not on the plane. He's at a carnival. And then at the end, he's on the plane again. Yeah. It was wild. I did not remember that. I was like, I was like, is this plane? I was like, he's off the plane. The plane landed. What is happening? <laughs> yeah. There, yeah, there, there is. You're right. There is a severe lack of plane action. <laughs> there is far less plane action than we would all have hoped. Uh, you're, you're not wrong. This is no one. Air Force One. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's try and roll through the plot of this. I'm gonna. Need, I'm gonna <laughs> okay. I'm gonna need some help. Uh, it starts off with a very what I thought was terrible uh, credit sequence where it's like an X-ray machine. And it was like really long, and I just did it was not- like a weird, shitty Bond opening. Yeah, but it was like not exciting, and there wasn't a song. I was excited because it was Stanley Clark, <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit, and it's Stanley Clark. So that that you get like a minute and a half of this hour and twenty minute runtime is this dumb X-ray thing at the beginning. Uh, we're introduced to Charles Rain, who's the main villain of this. He's about to get plastic surgery because apparently his thing is that he just gets plastic surgery all the time, so nobody recognizes him. Yeah, so nobody which, knows his face, yeah. 
Right, but they all yeah. seem to know he's there, but he's got this feathered hair. I don't know. And then he's refusing medication. He doesn't <laughs> yeah. want anesthesia. Yeah. Doesn't want the gas. Yeah, he doesn't. He's like, no, no, no anesthesia. But like, Which doesn't show, shouldn't that already be like cluing the doctors in? Like something's fishy going on here. I don't know. If you were doing plastic surgery, can you even be awake? Like, wouldn't your face like twitch and go crazy? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. Right? Like, let me cut your fucking face while you're alive and staring at me. I don't feel like that would work. I don't know. What happens when you take someone's face <laughs> off? I take it off. <laughs> I've got another. Is, the, is this a prequel to Face Off? <laughs> oh. I, it could be. <laughs> um, so, anyways. Are there planes? There are planes in Face Off. Probably more than in Face Off than in this movie. <laughs> So, anyways, a SWAT team bust shows up, busts in on this, and stops him from getting his uh, face his face off. Um, he, he he for some unknown reason, like just straight up slits that doctor's throat when, yeah. he, when he gets off on the table. He jumps out a window, but he's fine because he kind of lands on like a. Um, like a, a canopy, so he's fine. But yes, he's, so he he's, sort of rolls off of a canopy. He jumps gently. out like I, he jumps out of like I, I don't know. About that. Yeah, it's not gently. He fucking hits that canopy hard and should be dead because he fucking fell down like eight yeah. floors. Yeah, he's he's, he's not low. He's, he just keeps like he doesn't even like limp. He's like, like, I'm dead. <laughs> Yeah, so gotta go kill. He he ends up getting caught. At, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. He fucking he, he ends up getting caught, and my note says he gets caught because of water. I guess because like a, <laughs> yeah. a water truck pulls out in front of him, and the water spills. Why is the my water note say no? Not jugs of water. <laughs> why, why were the doors open on the truck? I don't know. I don't why, know. And why is it? Why is there only like eight jugs of water? It's not even like hey, a. Four. Hey, listen, fifty million dollar budget, man. You gotta work with what you got. So, so he gets caught uh, and arrested. Uh, cut to Wesley Snipes on an airplane? Question mark. Uh, uh, spoiler. He, he like t- he has a gun. He takes a flight attendant hostage, and he's doing all the stuff and. She, like, stomps on his foot and tries to take the gun out of his hand. But it turns out it's just a training exercise, and they're just, like, in a room at the airline headquarters. You know what? That was so telegraphed to show up later on, and it never did. No. Yeah, I thought it was going to... They never paid the I thought, was, I thought for sure she was going to have to have some fight scene with, like, Elizabeth Hurley, yeah, maybe. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and <laughs> did she have to use one of those moves? No. No, no relevance at nope, all. No, not Besides, at all. Besides, I guess it was trying to show a romance... Yeah, they kind of had a romance because, but like, kind of, but not really. No, he was just kind of an asshole to her. Yeah. Uh, So, so, (laughs) so Tom Sizemore shows up. He works for the airline. He's trying to get Wesley Snipes to take a job, and I'm confused. The job is apparently head of security, but I feel like he calls it their like counterterrorism unit at one point. He does counterterrorism job. Yeah, I think he threw that in like as a PR move. Like he just he's the head of their security, and then. As as like the things developing, as they're calling it, like if if everything goes well, they're gonna call it the counterterrorism unit. And, and to jump into it a little bit, um, and it's not it's in the next scene with Rain, but like they make it very clear that hijacking planes is a common phenomenon in oh, this movie. Yeah, <laughs> they're like they're like they're, yeah. He's meeting with his attorney, and they're like, "Listen, you bombed a lot of airplanes." <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Like, okay, like, and, and I think Rain's just like that's just the ones they know about or something. Yeah, he's like double that. It's like double that. They said like four. You bombed eight planes. It's like, like wouldn't this be a much bigger like big deal? Like, shouldn't there be some advanced security besides Wesley Snipes betting on black here? Well, it's like I gotta feel like, and I don't know the stats on this, but the number of planes that have been hijacked, like in real life, it's like it can't be like. I mean, I'm sure it's like more than I think. 50, maybe? I'm sure it's more I than... I find out. Hold on. I'm sure it's more than I think, probably. But I don't think it's, like, an astronomical amount of planes that have actually been hijacked, right? And, and then, like, yeah, I mean, globally, maybe a lot more than, like, in the U.S.? It actually, has a U.S. flight been hijacked? I well, don't really fucking well, know. Well, nine, LPJ nine, is working nine, on nine, it. 9-11. Oh, yeah, I guess, yeah. Those, those, those are hijacked. That's true. <laughs> um, so there's three. Um... What? <laughs> Hold on, I almost have it here. Okay, you so, almost have it. As of from... Oh, wow. I'll give you a minute. Annual what, hijacking incidents. Damn. Uh, from, from 1980 to 2000, there were 176. All right. 
It's more than I thought. What do they define as a hijack? I don't know, but but between like in '93 there were 50. Oh right. wow! And that's well, just a year after this that, movie. They were probably inspired by Wesley this movie. Wesley Snipes probably fucking knew <laughs> knew what was happening. Oh, you know what? Uh oh. Uh, Destination Desire. Oh no, that's yeah. I mean, All right. Well, crazy. Huh? Call this shit. Can Apparently, I, can, was, I, can I go back though? If if no, you Tom can't. Sizemore. <laughs> I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> if Tom Sizemore is trying to hire Wesley Snipes to be this counter-terrorism person, then what is he currently doing? Is he just helping out for, like, a specific day of training? In, uh, like, is here, he kind of being, like, contracted in? Here is the thing. You are bringing up a great thing. They do not explain Wesley Snipes' background. They keep talking about how he's some, like, great airline security expert, but then he doesn't like to fly. And it's like, what is going on? They never explain. Yeah, he doesn't like to fly. And then later on, uh, the girl that he just did the training with... He he doesn't do what he what he tells her to do. Yeah. So then it's like, well, what the what the fuck? He like they don't explain. They're just like, duh, he's good at counter airplane bad stuff. And they're like, okay, why? What was his past? I don't get it at all. But then I would argue too, as we go through the movie, he is he really good at doing this? <laughs> I, I just I feel I feel like that this movie would have been better served by setting him up a different way. Like I feel like tying him, that. tying him to they could have just had him been somebody on an airplane. Him being this airline security expert doesn't pay off at all. None of the knowledge oh. of that helps him out. So I think they could have just been like, oh, he's going out to a new job and he's a CIA or he's XCA or military or something. I feel like trying to tie it into the airline is stupid. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So then, uh, after he meets, after they show Rain meeting with a lawyer, I have a line where we cut. To, so they go to Wesley Snipes' apartment, and he's like, you know, and this is the line what I wrote. Uh, I wrote, I wrote, Wesley Snipes praying and doing Wesley Snipes shit. Yeah, because it's the same stuff he does like in Blade, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I wrote that he's he's praying to the voodoo doll from Major League. <laughs> Because it's like the incense is burning, uh, and he's got his shirt off. He's and it's, Buddhist. And it's like, yeah. it's like there's the exact same scene in Blade, I there think. Is. Doing I think it. there is, yeah. So, and he has like is, a... Is that his religion? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's so what he's, he's, he's kinda, a Buddhist? He kind of brings all that in, yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's straight up Buddhism, but it's something similar to that. So, so, during this, he has like a flashback of his wife, who is Lisa, who was killed um, during like a holdup at a, at a convenience store or whatever, which is like... <laughs> Which is weird too. Like, why did that guy straight up? He was like, he was gonna hold up a convenience store, and then, like, f seemingly for no reason, he just murdered Wesley Snipes' wife. Like, he was holding her hostage and then uh, just killed her. Yeah, I, I don't get that. No Merry Christmas, motherfucker. That was the line. <laughs> like, it didn't seem like it seemed like that was a big escalation for that guy to just murder someone for no reason. <laughs> I wrote down to the robber when he first goes into the convenience store. He like pistol whips. The woman <laughs> that's like in line, not the wife, just some yeah. random woman behind it. And yeah. it looks like it's like so poorly acted. I just chuckled. Cause it's like, a, ah! and then like <laughs> it, she just like casually falls to the floor. Um, so Wesley Snipes meets with our buddy Bruce Greenwood at a country club where he like formally offers him the job. And I think that Wesley Snipes is like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll take the job. Um, you know, but we're going to fly you out to Los Angeles you know, to make the announcement, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, uh, what, uh, Wesley Snipes is not Buddhist. <laughs> no, he's not? He was raised Christian, converted to Islam, and then left it, and now doesn't believe in anything. And okay. this was in 1991. Oh, okay. So I don't know what the shit is that he does in these movies. All right, whatever. Uh, so he goes to the airport to fly out. There's that weird little subplot where the security guard lady really enjoys like feeling him up or something, and he's like chatting with Tom Sizemore. Remember? Uh huh. She's like really happy about it, and Tom Sizemore's like, "Ooh, I'm Tom Sizemore." Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how that went. And then, and then, like they're like, oh, yeah, I wrote that down. Touches dick. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was so why? So I'm like, like, that's not the kind of airport. Thing that I experienced. It's the kind of airport I want to go to. <laughs> and I, <laughs> yeah, and here, Tom Sizemore just kind of like, man, whatever. No, that's what, what I mean. Me. I want Tom Sizemore watching me as I get frisked. <laughs> and I, and I it's don't, a weird thing. Here's another thing I don't get. So, like, Rain, uh, what's his name? Rain? You want Tom to join in. No, just watch. Oh, okay. So, Charles Rain. <laughs> 
high value target known for hijacking and bombing airplanes. Why did they put him on a commercial <laughs> flight? Why didn't, why didn't they drive him there or at least put him on like a private FBI jet or something? Like, why would they fly him commercial? Why does he need to go there to begin with? And why does all of his team know where he's going to be? <laughs> if they, if they said know. the FBI just shows up and puts people on planes. Yeah, he had he had a guy working in the baggage department. He had Ooh. Elizabeth Hurley as a flight attendant. There were two other like two or three other guys on the flight. The guy that I kept calling earring ponytail guy. He was there. Like, have they been always working those jobs, and somehow he could he, conv- <laughs> he convinced them to, to turn? I don't think so. But <laughs> I don't know. Um, there's no, there's no background to the, anything that goes on in this film. Yeah, there's a, there's like, a lot of, like, there's why a lot of questions. Is, like, why is he a master? <laughs> like, why is he a criminal mastermind? What is he pissed about? You know, like a movie like Air Force One talking about planes. Like, you know, we knew why Gary Oldman was pissed. I don't know why Reigns is, is angry here. <laughs> it's just like he had some, they allude that he had some bad, his, he had a bad upbringing. He does not get along with oh, his dad. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And don't he, bring up his dad. And he doesn't like if you call him insane. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> yeah, he practically murders his lawyer so i also like there's a part in the plane that i wrote down and that i'll i'll read it for you verbatim on notes where someone's like uh asked asked elizabeth hurley i think it's like oh is the man with the handcuffs is he dangerous and my note says like yeah that's why he's in handcuffs because he's dangerous well. <laughs> like they don't put non-dangerous people in handcuffs um but do they they don't really do this do they I don't think no, so. No, I don't think so. Right, they don't put criminals <laughs> in the middle of coach on a plane, do I, they? I definitely don't think they put specifically criminals whose MO is <laughs> hijacking well, and well, bombing well, planes well, on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> so, would you do that? So, this guy's MO is blowing up planes. Let's put him on a fucking plane. Yeah, we're like, we'll give him two guards. It's probably fine. <laughs> um,. So it, so it turns out that the uh, the uh, flight magically enough the flight attendant from the class is on the plane. Yeah, yeah. With I Leslie. think that's what the joke was. Okay, with uh, with Del Vecchio, I think that's what the surprise was. Oh like, yeah, I think the, you're right. Yeah, and her name's Marty. I think. Oh, yeah. is that the? I thought <laughs> that's the, surprise the surprise was that Rain was gonna be on it. No, no, I think he it's didn't the know. Flight attendant. Yeah, Del Vecchio okay. didn't know. The surprise is that the that oh, flight right, attendant. Oh, that's right. Because he says he's like some. The FBI just decided to do it last minute. You're right. And then, so this next part, it like she, he tries to apologize. It doesn't go well. I this was legitimately funny. She brings the old lady to sit next to him, uh-huh. and the old lady <laughs> thinks he's Arsenio Hall. It's because she's like, yeah, she's like, I love watching your show with the woo woo woo. And that was like, okay, that's a good joke. That was like, <laughs> that is real good. That was legitimately funny. I definitely had a chuckle like that. It, it's great. Sphinx, Sphinx called me right after that. He's like, you mean he's not Arsenio Hall? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I was just at a conference. Go ahead and say always bet on black again. Always bet on black. <laughs> I was just at a conference a few days ago and uh, there was a black speaker talking to the crowd and this old white woman literally went up to me and said, is that is that Jordan Peele up there? Uh, <laughs> like, no. <laughs> They're like, oh, it looks and acts just like him. I'm like, it I'm- looks and acts just <laughs> like him? Okay, we've That's got, what she said? We've gotten off topic. <laughs> wow! Where were you? <laughs> teaching conference. What were you teaching? Uh, anyway, let's, I shouldn't be saying too let's much more. circle back. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. sorry. Okay. Just, yeah. So, Elizabeth, this is where it's revealed Elizabeth Hurley is bad. She kills both the Which, FBI agents. Nice surprise. I didn't think she was going to be bad. I actually thought she was going to get killed. Yeah, well, she's bad. She shoots the FBI agents. They take over oh. the planes. I like they... Okay, a couple things. They bust into the cockpit. Rain's like, who's in charge here? And the pilot's like, I am. And he shoots the guy. Like, you can't fire a bullet in a cockpit like that, can you? I'm thinking no. I'm thinking it's going to go through his body and get into the machine, you know, into the instruments. And Yeah, from that range, probably. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Wesley... But, but the other pilots, when the, he's re-asked the question, they say, you are. Yes, that's yes, right. I yes. kind of. Um, so Wesley Snipes is in the bathroom while this is going on. Uh, I like the little flash. I like. I don't like where he had to use the credit card. He had to put the credit card uh-huh. in to use the phone. That was kind of <laughs> yeah. cool. He calls Tom Sizemore and kind of like alerts him to the situation. Uh, he beats up the first bad guy, which he's not very stealthy about it. He like sticks his head in the toilet. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that plane is not that big. No. <laughs> 
and everybody was quiet on the plane because they were scared. Of the, yeah. All of the terrorists would have heard him beating the shit out of this guy. So he, Absolutely. he grabs this guy hostage. He's got his gun to a head. I have I have in my notes here. There's so many people that have guns to their heads in the next scene because oh, yeah. he's got a guy with a gun to the head. Rain's got a guy with a gun to the head. Elizabeth Hurley has her gun to someone's head. There's so many people with guns to their heads. Can I also bring up? I forgot we have. It's it's typical of an early '90s action movie to have an annoying fucking kid in the movie. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And so that fat chubby kid in the movie that's uh, like giving goofy faces to uh, Reigns. Doing finger guns to him. Yeah, 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 doing finger guns to him and how he's going to shoot him if he escapes or something like that. <laughs> but that's another example of there's no payout. We never see the kid or the wife. We never see the kid get shot. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean get shot. But, didn't you? <laughs> but by, well, he was annoying as fuck. But by using him early on in the movie, like he could have been like a hostage that he takes that like Snipes has to then save the day, but as we mentioned earlier, they're they're off the plane in ten minutes. <laughs> Guys, here's a crazy theory. Not only is this movie a prequel to uh, Face Off, but it's also it fills in the gap in Venom. This is why it took her so long to get to San Francisco. That's it. That she, must be because the little girl was on this plane. That's it. Yep. So just a wild theory. Uh, Rain straight up shoots a guy in the head on the plane. Yep. Which I want to I want to interject this now. Did this seem to you guys to be kind of like a soft R? It didn't. None of the violence was very, like, it was it, a lot of F words though. There was a lot of swearing, but none of the violence was very explicit at no. all. No, like I was kind of I was like, this is kind of a soft R. I'm like, they could this could have probably easily been a PG thirteen movie. Yeah, I would say so. Um. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. Uh, I think Rain shoots his own guy because he's pissed because he got like caught by Wesley Snipes. Yeah. But but Rain's also shoots Douglas. Did you catch Douglas? That's the that was the, the first guy, right? Yeah. The, he shoots the random uh yeah. the the passenger. Yeah, yeah. I just like how his name was Douglas. And did you look at him more carefully, like in the in the movie where they're showing him? No. Oh, the <laughs> acting is hilarious oh, okay. of Douglas. Well, you got to go back and check. He just looks like a fucking deer in the headlights. Well, I'm I'm probably not going to rent it again, but well, <laughs> it might be worth seeing Douglas. Um, so this is where, and I use this terminology in Air Force One, so I'm just going to keep using it. Uh, Wesley Snipes and Marty they escape to the basement of the plane. Which are there elevators on planes? Yes, there's a cargo hold. Is there? Okay. Yeah. So da- I've written down here too. It's this scene. There's like Congo music <clears throat> playing. Oh, is there? I guess I didn't notice that. Yeah, which uh, of all the action movies we've done, nearly a hundred, this is the first time I vividly remember Congo music being played. <laughs> um, so they go down to the basement. One of Rain's men is down there, and they he, he attacks Wesley Snipes with a knife, and Wesley Snipes beats the shit out of this guy. Oh, yeah. It's like the most one-sided fight ever. I love Wesley, Wesley I can't say his name, Wesley Snipes setups to fighting he like has a whole process <laughs> where he's moving his arms and like doing like a bring it type of matrix thing and he's like like stretching out his leg and, well, he's a, he's and like a, 20 seconds later he finally starts to fight I know he I saw it he's like a he's an actual karate master or something yeah and a lot of that is based on uh you know like Bruce Lee it's a it's an homage to Bruce Lee that's fine it just seems like it's very long-winded. Listen, listen, do not, do not belittle his martial arts skills. Uh, they're legit. I, his roundhouse kick, kicks. I want to see a roundhouse kickoff between <laughs> Jean Claude Van Damme, um, Wesley Snipes, Wesley Snipes, and Chuck Norris. That would be. Oh, I would love to see that. Wait, Who could, would win? I don't know. Could we ask Jean Claude Van Damme? Does he know? Is he here? Yeah, Jean Claude. Jean Claude, hey. are you around? Wesley Snipes, he is pretty good, but he is not as good as me. The muscles from Brussels. Uh, all right, so you can always bet on black. I'll beat your ass. <laughs> we like, need to stop right now. <laughs> I don't like where this is going. Nope, we're good. Uh, thanks, Jean Claude. Uh, so about Wesley? I'm gonna get so, calls. So back to the movie. I'm gonna, ha- I'm, not, I'm gonna have to answer. I hate mail. <laughs> so back to the movie. Wesley Snipes is like, hey, we're gonna go to the avionics department and bring the plane down. I'm gonna empty the fuel and they'll have to land. And he's like, she's like, oh, someone like, is this gonna work? And he's like, I'm the best. And in my notes, I'm like, like. The best at what? Because it's not very clear, like <laughs> no. exactly what you're the best at. Also, they refer when they're talking about like him hijacking the plane. They call it, they say the Reign of Terror, which I thought was kind of clever because his last name was Reign. Right. Um, so uh, then, okay, 
I, again, am, am not a scientist. I do not have any sort of degree. <laughs> okay. But when when you... Wait, you don't have any degree at all? No, I have degrees. It's not in science. <laughs> okay. When when you decide to, I guess, kind of hotwire or, or do whatever he did to release the fuel, I don't think the plane loses altitude as you're losing fuel, right? Correct. So why in the movie does the plane just start diving down immediately? It gets lighter. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys catch that? Yeah, like as soon yeah. as the fuel is starting to leak, it's like yes, it's I, like the plane's going down. That is, that is the biggest problem in the film. I caught it. <laughs> I listen. I was just like, why? Why is the plane doing this right now? So, um, so, so the plan works. They're gonna have to land the plane. It's gonna land like randomly somewhere in Louisiana. Uh, and then, like, the, the insane thing, the, the side plot of this, the stretch out the length of this movie, which is insane because it's not even an hour and a half, is, like, they're, like, Bruce Greenwood's, like, well, Tom Sizemore, we got to send you to Louisiana to deal with this because if if he saves the day, then you got to make a big statement about how he's our new head of security. And if, like, he doesn't, like, I, it, it's just, like, it's stupid. It's in there, and I don't know why. I think it, oh, yeah. it, it, it exists just so they're, like, well, we can, Tom Sizemore and Wesley Snipes had to have some more scenes together. Yeah, I think you're probably... Right about Do you that. know what it made me think too? Is where's the FBI? Where is the government? Yeah, in handling this hostage or this this hijacking because situation. they know right away the plane has been hijacked. Yeah. Right. So why are we not getting scenes of like new characters that work for the government that are trying to work with the people on the plane or the the airline company? Like that would have been a little bit more feasible storyline, but. I guess the FBI is asleep that day. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they eventually get yeah, there. Yeah, they eventually get there. Eventually. Um, so they make a big deal about how this airport's not equipped for a commercial plane, but then it really doesn't have a problem landing. I'm just going to be honest. Like, they make yeah. a big deal well, about it. There's plenty of room for and it. And it lands fine. Uh, this I is, do like <clears throat> the people working at the tower. It's like this old married couple, <laughs> yeah. it looks like. Uh huh. <laughs> but before. Which I don't know if they have any real, like. <laughs> you know what it made me want to do? Knowledge. It made me want to go back and rewatch all the episodes of Wings. <laughs> My wife started doing that. I love that show. It's dumb as fuck. I had, oh, to, it's so I had great. to leave. I love Wings. It was <laughs> so bad. It's like free on Hulu or something. So she started getting into it. I'm like, why are you watching this? Before the plan lands, uh, plan lands. Uh, that's when Rangers Rangers calls down to the basement on the phone. Wesley Snipes picks it up, and that's when we get the. He's kind of like trash dogging Wesley Snipes, yeah. blah blah blah. And that's when you get the famous line: "The, the, the we all, we've said always bet on black, but you forget the great setup when he asks sure. him when yeah. he's like, do you ever play roulette?'" You ever play roulette? And Rain's like, "On occasion." And it's like I forgot how yeah. crazy fucking like the music note and, and the zoom, 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 zoom in yeah. on him. The then zoom. zoom, then zoom comes from the tail of the plane. <laughs> yes, it does, and it keeps coming. It's like you close enough yet? No, keep going. What about now? No, I haven't said my line yet. You got about five more minutes to zoom. Okay, I'm coming in. Here it comes. Wait, get ready. Here, it no, we're about halfway. Keep going. I'm zooming. I'm still zooming. We're almost there. Wes, Wes, get ready. Here's your mark. Here comes the zoom. We're Real close, it's coming. Ready and nope, two more feet. Dude, Here we, we go. And get the point. go. Always been all black. It was like it was like this is gonna be the line from this movie, so we have to make a big deal out of it. And they it, knew from the beginning that line was gold. Mm -hmm. and then like, Zoom we have came. To make this. Then Zoom came from Orlando <laughs> through the tail of the plane. <laughs> it sure did. So um, at this point, Rain finally like all this time, and then he <laughs> that Zoom came from the fucking past. <laughs> <laughs> that Zoom came from 1955. <laughs> Doc Brown planted it there. It came through the time machine. It went eight. 88 miles an hour, all the way through, from the back of the plane, right to Wesley Snipes. Always been on black! Jesus. It's late! <laughs> okay. Where's Willie Mays Hayes? <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. Okay. So at this point... <laughs> <laughs> At at this point, uh, Rain finally decides someone down to go down in the basement. Uh, it's uh, earring. Which, earring which are they concerned where Wesley Snipes is at this moment? I don't think that they are. No, they're not really. Cause they really don't seem to care. So they 
They they finally give a two fucks. They finally send earring ponytail guy down there. <laughs> earring ponytail. Yeah, he had an earring and a ponytail. So he they fight him and Wesley Snipes fight, and he ends up like kicking Wesley Snipes off the plane because like the landing gear is open. You know what that guy's actual name is? What's earring ponytail? Earring ponytail. Michael Horse. Oh, all right. <laughs> Close. I like Wesley Snipes getting kicked off the plane is so bad too it's almost like he he's like i don't know it's just it's not very climatic for for what's happening there yeah it does seem really weird like yeah because they just open the door and kick him off right <laughs> they do and then he rolls well i and think then he just i think he stays. kicks him out the landing gear because i think they're at the bottom of the plane i think they're at one of the landing gear <laughs> things like the landing gears down and I no think, that's a different time oh you're right it is a door yeah. you're right yeah yeah it's just a door and then he just like stop drops and rolls like he's on fire and then he just stays motionless on the ground because then the cops the come. cops come to arrest them. They're really rough with them. Maybe a little racist too. <laughs> a lot totally racist. racist um, too. I'm like, is this is this 1992 or 2020 <laughs> right now? So I got a question for you. So Rain calls the tower and he's like, I want the plane refueled. He's like, I'm gonna kill passengers until they get him the fuel. Now they show him throwing bodies off the side of the plane. Are those presumably the people he's already killed? Yeah. Yeah. Because okay. yeah. I, I was like, did he just kill more people off screen? But no, no, those are the two. Those, those are the two, two FBI killed. agents, and then. Yeah, the uh, Pilot in the pilot in the pilot. Poor Douglas. Don't forget Douglas with his rainbow shirt that he had on. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I, I just I, I was looking at my notes and I have a line written down that's funny. Um, so what? Say it. Yeah, I'm going to. Oh, okay, I got to okay. get the setup. So Wesley Wesley Snipes talks to the sheriff. He's trying to tell him he's like, hey, listen. You know, I, I'm this expert, blah, blah, blah. But Rain tells the sheriff, he's like, oh, Wesley Sykes is one of my men. And he, mm -hmm. like, had a disagreement of blah, blah, blah. And he's like, he's like, well, he's saying one thing. And Wesley Snipes says, I know motherfuckers who said they saw Elvis in the goddamn mall. <laughs> <laughs> Which I like. Um, and, and I also, I this is a good line, too, because the sheriff's just like, well, what would you do if you were me? And Wesley Snipes is like, kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was like, that's that's pretty good. Um, I love the sheriff in this movie. He might be my favorite character because he's a total like <laughs> idiot. Yeah, total idiot. Doesn't give two fucks. Doesn't have a clue what's going on, and then doesn't care anything about Wesley Snipes whatsoever. Um, he reminds me of, like J.W. Peppa. That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> So, Both Louisiana. So yeah. Rain and his men, they sneak off the plane. Well, everyone besides Elizabeth Hurley and Earring Ponytail Guy, <laughs> they sneak off the plane while they're releasing the hostages. Um, also, like, there's a random point where some guy's, like, freaking out trying to get off the plane, and uh, Earring Ponytail Guy just opens up on him with, like, an Uzi or something uh -huh. and shoots uh -huh. him, <laughs> which is weird. Um, <laughs> Wesley Snipes beats up the cops and escapes, and he steals a motorcycle. Uh, cops are chasing him, yeah, but Rain and his men, they, they escape to, like, this county fair or whatever, like, the Livonia Spree, basically, yeah. that they've set up as happening. Uh, FBI finally shows up. <laughs> I have a note that says Wesley Snipes buys popcorn because he does. Like he's walking around <laughs> he this bar, he, he, takes, he takes a thing of popcorn. Sorry, I'm sorry. I I I forgot to mention this because I put it in my notes. When when they start letting the hundred hostages go, because yep. that was part of the deal. Reigns just sneaks <laughs> yeah. off the airplane and nobody notices no, the, the terrorists coming underneath the landing equipment and just walking away from the, <laughs> from the airport. Yeah, the opposite direction of everyone else. <laughs> like, there wasn't one person that was watching the plane going, is, is that him right there getting off the plane? So, uh, so then why do they go to the fair? Oh, I don't. I don't know. I think their plan was to blend in, but then they're in the parking lot, and it looks like they're trying to break into a car. Yeah, I think they're trying to steal a car so they can leave. Yeah. And then why, I, why don't they continue to try to do that? Because Wesley Snipes shows up, so yeah. I think they go into the. But Snipes doesn't see him. Listen, I, don't, I, don't, I got nothing for <laughs> you. Wesley Snipes does not see him because he rolls in the motorcycle right in the middle of the fucking fair to get his popcorn because he's hungry. I I don't know. They see him like super far away. Yeah, that's true. And they're like, oh shit, there he is. I guess let's, let's abandon this car that we can easily break into and leave. And let's instead head towards Wesley Snipes. Because that's a much better idea. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I got nothing for you. There but anyway, you. so he picks up this popcorn. He chases Rain around the fair a little bit. FBI shows up. This is where they tell the sheriff. They're like, yeah, we know who John Cutter is because he's famous for whatever he's famous Which, for. Why do you know who he is? <laughs> no one knows. So then one of the other bad guys who I dubbed Michael Ian Black because I thought he kind of yeah, looked like Michael Ian Black. So Michael Ian Black tries to shoot <laughs> Wesley Snipes and he can't. So then Wesley Snipes jumps on a Ferris wheel for some reason. <laughs> I... I need to bring up another point here. Okay. For, at, for at, the people at home, Sphinx is looking at us intently with both arms raised in the air. Obviously, this is starting to hit me too here. <laughs> Why does Wesley Snipes care anymore? He is in charge of airline security. The plane has safely landed. Yeah, but the hostages there is are still there. only Elizabeth Hurley left. Shouldn't he be focusing efforts on trying to save the remaining 100 passengers on the plane and not going after Reigns? Well, because all the other agents are there at the plane, nobody knows that Rain escaped except Wesley. How did he figure that out again? Didn't he see him walking? He a thing I don't know. Because <laughs> I'm thinking about it now. Warcraft like, Joe, do you remember? How did Snipes catch that he Did he left? see him walking off? I don't have it in my notes. I, 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 I don't know I don't if know. he knew. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I didn't go to my notes. <laughs> All right, we're, we're getting too nitpicky. Too nitpicky. Keep going. Okay. Keep going. So, uh, so Michael Ian Black climbs up the Ferris wheel after him. Wesley Snipe ki- kicks Michael Ian Black off oh, the Ferris yeah. wheel. Oh, and uh, he did. And then, <laughs> oh, man. He hits like, the ground I wrote hard. down. <laughs> he's got ass down. Or he's got face down, ass up, too. Yeah. yeah. He, he was so dead, his ass went in the air. <laughs> and then there's then there's a stupid scene where they're like hiding from each other on a merry-go-round, like hiding behind. I love how he like sneaks around the merry-go-round when it's his time to get him, and then he just like fucking round out kicks him there. Yeah, so like he, don't look at me as I'm sneaking around the merry-go-round to knock your ass out. So he actually catches rain, and like the FBI get him, and I'm like, sweet, this movie's over, right? Yeah, I have here too. A, a clown got shot. Oh, I don't remember that. Eh. <laughs> so so the FBI get raided. Then my next note says Tom Sizemore arrives. Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> so then Rain's like, hey, if I'm not released, uh, Ponytail Guy and Elizabeth Hurley, they're going to kill all the rest of the passengers, and they're going to start killing him in 20 minutes. Um, then Wes- And then I also like, so Wesley Snipes now like takes over the scenario, the situation. Well, because he's an expert. <laughs> There's all of these FBI agents, but he is now all of a sudden like telling the FBI agents what to do. I'm like, who is fucking in charge of this? You work for the airline company. Well, that FBI guy who is director's dad is a big fanboy of John Cutter, so yeah, right. I just I, like why? Right. Why is he taking over? They so they can cock some kind of plan that I don't really know exactly what it is. Is that they're going to take Rain up there, and they're going to lure out the other terrorists, and then they're going to snipe them with? I I don't really understand what yeah, the plan I couldn't was. Yeah, I can figure out exactly. They're going to tear gas the plane when yeah, the door opens, but they're going to shoot the snipers. They're going to shoot Rain. I don't know. I still don't understand plan. But anyways, the guy that was in the the guy that he beat up, who was in the basement of the plane, he meanwhile had stolen ambulance. Yes, and we see that. Uh, Wesley Snipes and Rain talk a little bit. Wesley Snipes roughs him up. He walks him out to the plane. They show the snipers on the roof, but uh-oh, surprise, the ambulance guy actually killed the snipers, and he shoots the agents with Rain because he's got the sniper rifle. How did he know there were snipers up there? Oh, I don't know. No. Uh, then, like, <laughs> there's a weird scene where the stair car explodes for some reason. Yeah. I don't know it why. Tips oh, it tips over and it tips over and is, like, <laughs> the, one of the biggest explosions <laughs> ever. It's, 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 it's like, what is that thing? That's, that's where 10 of the $15 million budget went. And then, like, even stupider, like, Wesley Snipes, like, there's so many people shooting at the ambulance guy. And, like, Wesley Snipes just goes with his handgun and is like, boom, boom, and, like, shoots him, nails him. Like, gets him twice and he's dead. Um, so, <laughs> uh, Wesley Snipes and the sheriff get along now because they're planning and I, because they're, they're driving out to the plane to get him on the plane. I'm like, oh yeah, and Tom Sizemore's there for some reason. Uh, he gets back on the plane by jumping on the landing gear. Uh, there's a real unnecessary <coughs> scene where Rain is like creeping out on Marty, the, uh, where he's oh, like, oh, he's so, he's creepy. like putting his gun on her. And what like, kind of drink do you want? Anything what? Yeah, it's like what? what? It's so stupid. And, and and did did he get into your tight little place? Yeah, and he says something like, about how what? 
He said something about it. He's like, I'm going to kill you during. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Why does this scene exist? Um, Wesley Snipes gets on the why, why doesn't he just kill her? I don't know. Because she's causing a whole scene for him, right? Like, she's making it difficult for him to... What is he trying to do? I don't know. He's just he's just a creeper. Yeah, but but I mean like like why is he back on the plane? Is the idea to, to take the to plane? Leave. They're trying to take to, the plane and leave. So yeah. wh- where are they going? Mexico? I can't remember. Does he say where they want to go? They don't say. Wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it have been better for him to try and escape when he was on land in Louisiana than to hop back on a plane where everyone could well, follow he, him? Well, he was caught. He was caught, so he was kind of like, and they they killed the oh, agents. Oh, you're right. He so was he had to caught. get back on the plane. I forgot. Right. I thought the movie was over at that point too. Sorry. Right. You're right. So Wesley Snipes is on the plane. He kills a earring ponytail guy, yep. and I'm pretty sure there's a specific shot that looks like he's picking grenades up or putting like in his pocket, but he doesn't use them at all. Like no, like I don't know why that shot was in there. And then you're right. Like uh, he gets into the cockpit. He tells the pilots to turn around. And this is where you're like, oh, the the flight attendant and Elizabeth Hurley are gonna fight. But it's like no, Wesley Snipes just knocks out Elizabeth Hurley. Yeah, yeah. himself. And and what kind of trap door does he come from that leads <laughs> right into the cockpit of the plane? No idea. He just like pops his fucking head up from the carpet. He's like, hey. I'm a good guy. I think that's what he literally says. And then the, they're just like, okay, sounds good. So him and Rain fight a bunch. Uh, Wesley Snipes kicks Rain in the balls like a bunch oh my of fight. There were so many dick kicks in this. <laughs> so many dick kicks. And like, I, at one point, I feel like the door gets blown open in the plane or the window or something, but it's like it's not that big a deal because nothing gets sucked out that much. Right. I don't know. But he kicks, he, he ends up kicking Rain out of the oh, plane, yeah. right? And, and again, going with more like physics, I'm not an expert on, like one minute... With the door open, it's like sucking everybody in, but then in the next moment, everyone's acting normally. Well, and then at the same time, some people have on gas masks or the, or the <laughs> oxygen masks, but then some of them aren't. Well, once the plane decompresses, <clears throat> okay, the, everything's going to equalize anyway. Then it's just going to be like driving with your window open. But the sucking happens at the end, because isn't that what drives? No, I, no. I, I, would, I would contend no. that the sucking happens the whole movie, Sphinx. Oh, <laughs> oh nice. Um, so anyways, he kicks him in the balls a bunch, kicks him out of the plane, he falls and dies, uh, the plan lanes, there's that great scene where everyone's doing the Arsenio Hall, like, when, like, Wesley Snipes, and, like, he leaves with Marty, because apparently they're ill-established romances, like, yeah. gonna and, and they gotta rock to the carnival. Yeah. That's where they, they're headed, toward the yeah. carnival. With yeah, the fireworks. And, 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 like, Tom Sizemore gives a press conference where he seems to be blocking everyone's exit from the plane because yeah. they're, like, awkwardly walking around him. Uh, and then the movie ends. And, and then your sweet music plays. Yeah, and there's, yep. like, four minutes of credits. <laughs> yep. Some and that's it. Jazz music. That's it. Hot, um, hot jazz. So, yeah. Slapping that bass. Passenger 57. Yeah. So this movie has, admittedly, some issues. <laughs> Admittedly, some issues. A few. Always been on black. Do but you, huh? Do you have any role reversals? Oh, I have one. Okay. The the movie was originally going to be was instead of uh, Wesley Snipes was going to be Arsenio Hall. Yes. <laughs> no, the movie was originally going to be written for was originally written for Stallone. Oh, yeah, know, I saw that. Yeah. I can I can see that. Um, I mean, you can't have the always been on black quote, but <laughs> well, no, you certainly can't. You could still do the zooming in. <laughs> uh, and then the original script. This was interesting. The original script was um, was written for Clint Eastwood about a man. He was going to bury his son in Spain, and he sat next to an Iranian terrorist. The terrorist hijacks the plane, and then takes all the passengers to Iran. And then Clint Eastwood escapes, captures all of them, all the the terrorists, and holds them prisoner in exchange. Holds them prisoners and exchanges them for American prisoners. Ugh, what? I, that's I, what the that's what the original script was. I dozed off when you were explaining <laughs> that to us. Yeah, that sounds even worse than somehow this movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> the only other note I have is it said that um, uh, Wesley Snipes and the dude that played Rain they apparently. Uh, didn't use stunt doubles for that final fight, and that was actually them fighting each other. Man, yep. Rang really got kicked in the balls that hard. <laughs> Apparently, I mean, he honestly kicks him in the balls like five or six times. In that oh, fight. it was tough. He kicks a lot of people in the balls in this. He well, must have a, like a cup or some sort of protection down there, right? I mean, it's a good move. 
right? Yeah. Gotta hope. You gotta kick. You, you gotta kick that dick. <laughs> if you want to live, you better kick that dick. Was that like Where's the RoboCop to shoot some dick? Was that like the alternative line? It was like always kick the dick. <laughs> yes. That's what Zooms in. It's all the way in Orlando. <laughs> always kick the dick. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, it's late. <laughs> um, so... Do- <laughs> <laughs> are, are we ready to rate this? Always kick the dick. Yep, sure am. <laughs> I'm just saying, if we ever have last action podcast t-shirts, I think that's a contender. <laughs> oh, my God, oh, absolutely. Kick the dick. <laughs> All right, let's go first. Does JCV, do you ever kick dicks? Yeah, he actually he punches them. Yeah, he does the splits. He does split. He did punches guys in the dick. It's real uh, weird. Uh, with all these action movies, we got people getting shot in the dick, punched in the dick, kicked, kicked in the dick. Yep. What's next? Do you want to go gonna, first? Dick eaten off? Do you want to go? Hey, if we actually, if, if we do <laughs> John, if we, if we do John yeah. Wick three, those dogs bite the guys That's in the dick. That's true. Uh-huh. We've been bitten the dick. <laughs> Who uh, wants to go first? Sphinx? I, I need a minute. All right. L- LBJ? I'll go first. Okay. This movie, yeah, this movie has issues, but I really enjoy watching it. <laughs> it is so stupid, but it's great. Um, I mean, it's not like really great, but it's great enough. Uh, I'm going to give it three and a half stars. Three and a half machine guns. Machine guns. I meant machine guns. <laughs> okay. Three and a half dick kicks. I'm going to give it three dicks, period. <laughs> three and a half. Uh, you want me to go next? Uh, oh. Yeah, I, this movie's dumb. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's dumb. It's very misleading because there's barely any stuff that happens on an airplane. I, I I don't know what's going on with Leslie Snipes in it. I really don't. He's the best at something, but like I don't know what it is. Um, I, I like the fact that it was super short. <laughs> Um, but you know, like it's, it's not a good movie, but you know, it was fun to watch. And you know, sometimes with this podcast, I mean, it's kind of like the movies, this podcast has made the review cause it's this dumb action movie from the nineties, but it's, I don't know. There's something about it. It's dumb, but I, I enjoyed it. I'll give it three machine guns. This movie is a plane crash <laughs> intended to be said that way. Um, but it's hilarious. And it was a lot of fun to watch. And it was only 82 minutes. With credits. With credits. <laughs> and you always bet on black. And you always kick the dick. Two and a half machine guns. Wow, <laughs> two and a half? Wow. Yeah, it seems about right from you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You know what? That played out ex- kind of exactly how I thought it was going to. <laughs> I honestly thought you were going to rate it higher. Like, you see. I almost did. Like, you, he, like, messaged me, or maybe he messaged both he messaged of us the other day. Like, and fucking he's, passenger 57. And we're, I'm like, what? Did you did you watch it? You're like, I just finished. Yeah. And I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> That's how we knew this episode was going to turn this way. So I, uh, I, I'm surprised. I thought you were going to give it four. So. No, I, I reserved it. I went three and a half. I was trying to be a little bit more objective than I normally am for stuff like this. I mean, it's like it's like a two machine gun movie, but just because it's so fun to kind of watch and talk about, I gave it three. Yeah. So. All right. Speaking of fun to watch and talk about, we have a podcast. It's on Mondays. It's on. What? 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 LPJ. What else can people enjoy on the Gamezilla Media Network? Uh, the Gamezilla podcast. All right. When's When's that out? Mondays. Uh, well, it's, they record live on Mondays, and then it's you know on Tuesdays. What do they record live on? Uh, Mixer. All right, cool. That's that's Mixer with an X. Um, Wednesdays. Point to you, Sphinxer. I'm gonna kick your dick. Oh, <laughs> kick me in the dick. Noobs uh, <laughs> and Dragons with me and Sphinx and Craig and Matrick. And then Thursday we got uh, Legend of Retro. Legend of Retro. Uh, which we've all been guests on several times. Uh, well, me several times. You guys a couple times. Yeah, I want to kick all those guys in the dick. Who specifically? Ooh. Yeah, like if you could rank the Legend of Retro guys. So you got Craig, you got Chops, you got Xander, you got uh, Glitch. Whose dick would you kick first? I think I'd kick Xander's dick first. <laughs> Why uh, Xander? Because he's like my size. Okay. He put up the biggest fight. <laughs> All right. Then I'm going after Mr. <laughs> Spaghetti, and I'm going to kick Tony. Okay. <laughs> what is happening? And then I'm going to kick your brother. Okay. And then I'll leave Craig for the end. 
Why? Because it's more enjoyable to kick him last, or yeah. because yeah, I'm gonna savor that moment. So you're gonna savor well, the moment. Of- they're all down. Dick's kicked out for the count. I'm gonna be like, Craig, your time has come. <laughs> this is payback from Noobs and Dragons, and I'm gonna give him the biggest John Claude Van Damme Wesley Snipes dick kick that you've ever seen. <laughs> oh boy. Um. And then on uh, wrap us up. yeah, then on, then on I can't wait for them to hear that. Then on uh, Sundays we have uh, Noiseland Arcade, our uh, Simpsons uh, watch through podcast. I'll kick Craig's dick there too. With, he's, on, with, he's also on that show with Craig WK and uh, Matrix on stage. Um, and yeah, we also you know we have you can follow us on all our social media channels, Facebook. <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, and obviously, you know, as we talked about at the beginning of the show, consider supporting us on Patreon. No one's supporting us after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> at either the one or five dollar support us, or I'm gonna kick your dick. The one or five dollar <laughs> tier. Uh, there's there's lots of great stuff at <laughs> both tiers. Joe's just moving on. So just you know, consider doing it. Like I said, a dollar a month, not that not that big a deal, and you get a lot of extra content. So uh, we really would appreciate it. Um, anything else, guys? <laughs> Anything not related to dick kicking you want to cover? I don't think so. No, I think we're good. All right. Uh, well, then, uh, this episode of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated. But we'll be back with a kick dick. <laughs> <laughs>